Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 220. When you're out of the competition trap, you'll find the freedom you're looking for. When you are out of the competition trap, you will find the freedom you're looking for. I went back to one of my uh, recent favorite authors, Naval Ravikant. I was reading The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Again, it's in the show notes. You can look in the recommended reading list. Just look at the link for the books and you will find that book in there. It is, to this date, one of my favorite books. I can easily read it over and over and over again. And for any of you out there, you know how many of you can read a book all the way through several times over, let alone finish one, right? <laughs> so... Um, and I was reading the, the, the book is divided in two uh, parts uh, on wealth and happiness. This is the second part. And I, and I love where he goes with both because, he, you know, he defines wealth and happiness outside the way society has typically defined it. And um, there was a part of the one of the chapters I was reading where you know he says the way to get out of the competition trap is to be authentic to find the thing you know how to do better than anybody and you know it's interesting because often uh the world can play a comparison game look we can all do it at any at some point until we ground further in this relationship we've have with ourselves to know okay these are my talents and this is what i love to do and i'm intersecting the two to bring them more into my world and i want to do this better than anybody else um, because I'm not in comparison to anybody else. I just want to be better myself. You're free. Competition, the competition trap in terms of if you're comparing yourself. Now, again, you know, as I mentioned in previous episodes, this is not about like as if you're playing a sport and, you know, it's a healthy competition. But um, when you are not trying to compete with the external world for who's got more toys or who's got the most authority or who's got, um, you know, the the bigger position or whatever it might be, you're free, you're detached from playing those zero-sum level games as, as Naval talks about. Now, um, there's four points I want to talk about, and then I'm going to read this excerpt because he was asked, what is your definition of retirement, and then how do you get there? And this is what sparked that. But um, the four things that I want to talk about is like, what is retirement anyways? If we're looking to retire in life, then we might want to rethink what we're currently doing in our time, right? Currently doing with our, excuse me, with our time. Two, when you find what you love to do, it won't matter who else is doing it or what anybody else is doing. You'll only care how much better you can get at what you're doing. Three, the way you bring value to the public is by taking what you love and seeing how it can help others in what they love. And four, when you take what you love to do as art, you'll realize the opportunities for what you do with it are limitless. So that's what I want to talk about, uh, you know, in this episode. Again, when you're out of the competition trap, you'll find the freedom you're looking for. When you are not comparing to others, but you are focusing on your gifts, your talents, your value, your worthiness, what you bring uh, through through you, what what um, what speaks to the public, what you focus on, how you create your path, you know, how you value your time, what you do with discernment and boundaries, all of this stuff. This is freedom. 
Discipline, discernment, boundaries are freedom in a very healthy, loving way when executed accordingly and in a very loving way. So I'm going to read this excerpt from Naval uh, and, and we'll go from there. So he's, so he's asked, what is your definition of retirement? Retirement is when you stop sacrificing today for imaginary tomorrow. When today is complete in and of itself, you're retired. How do you get there? Well, one way is to have so much money saved that your passive income, without you lifting a finger, covers your burn rate. Burn rate meaning how much money is going out, right? A second is you just drive your burn rate down to zero, you become a monk. <laughs> and a third is you're doing something you love. You enjoy it so much, it's not about the money. So there are multiple ways to retirement. The way to get out of the competition trap is to be authentic, to find the thing you know how to do better than anybody. You know how to do it better because you love it and no one can compete with you. If you love to do it, be authentic and then figure out how to map that to what society actually wants. Apply some leverage and put your name on it. You take the risk, but you gain the rewards. Have ownership and equity in what you're doing and just crank it up. I get asked repeatedly every single day uh, so much from people all around the world, especially online through um through my following you know, I don't know what to focus on. I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I don't know what business to start. I don't know what to create. I don't know what art to create. I don't know what to write. And what's happening is you might be in overthinking mode and I get that. I absolutely get that. When you are constantly in overthinking, it's almost like as if you're trying to figure out what others want versus what you want. And that that is that is a fundamental shift right there <laughs> because if you figure out what you want you'll come to find that there's probably a good size amount of people out there out of 8 billion people that might want something similar so that's why i ever i tell everybody i'm like the business model is you you got to figure you out and i get that that's a very long journey it's a very deep journey it's a very philosophical journey it's a very spiritual journey but your life is the business model you are the uh, example you are the person that you get to test all of the things out on and so if you become innately curious and creative about your life and the world in which you are building or should be building you will have the ability to impact others in the process without thinking about what they want now you can start to think about what they want based on what you've just done for you and you start to get asked by others for very similar things. We, we have this innate ability to be to attract uh, what we are, what we do, what our actions do, right? Like, oh my God, how'd you do that? Well, here's how I did it. Okay, so you're saying, I'm like, try it yourself and do it and see what happens, you know? Um, so I, I love that he says, when today is complete in and of itself, you're retired. I want to first talk with the, the first point I want to bring up is what is retirement anyways? If we're looking to retire in life, then what, then we might want to rethink what we're currently doing with our time. I had said uh, on episodes, many episodes back, and I've written about this before as well on my Substack. please go there and check it out. MattGosman.substack.com. I talked about this idea of retirement. What is that? What, like, so just one day you're going to retire from life. That's not how I, I you know, did you know, I don't, I don't have the science or the statistics right in front of me right now, but I do recall that it was something like the average lifespan of a person uh, who retired from their work and in life, like their average lifespan afterwards was like five to six years or something like that, because their 
it's like they were in one mode of operation for many, 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 many years, and then suddenly they shut down, right? So think about that. And life is meant to be a sport played all the way till the end. And I don't believe in retiring from life. I believe in one continuous percent increase every day, one continuous step after the other, after the other, one long journey of discovery, of purpose, of initiation, of uh, execution, of trying things, right? What is retirement? From what? And what saddens me sometimes is I understand why it was created and where it was created from and from a previous industrial revolution, industrial age thinking. I get it. Um, you do jobs, whether you like it or not, um, and you do it all the way until you retire. And I get that generation because they say you guys can't stick to anything long enough. No, we should be able to stick to anything um, and follow through always and execute and, and, and do our absolute best. Yes. However, if you are doing something that either enslaves you or disrespects you or doesn't capitalize on your highest and best good or your highest and best talents or your mind or your abilities or your capabilities, yeah, I think you should go find something else to do. So I actually think there's a blend of the two generations, uh, our, the, the baby boomer generation and then the, the, the millennials, right? Um, and what I mean by that is that I think you have to always give 150% work ethic to everything, period, end of story, to anything, everything, not just your work, like your professional work, but like your relationships and your health and everything, as you guys know. But I do also believe in the millennial of identifying, okay, if this is what I'm good at and this is what brings me, like I can do this for a lifetime or variations of it and I can really master all these different skill sets and talents and I want to go all in on that. Cool. I'll apply the work ethic of previous generations to the to the understanding of my talent that I'm understanding in my generation, right? Like that's how I kind of see the blending, if you will. And otherwise, because you'll see people who are wanting to retire from life. And I and I do even see people I grew up with where they chose routes where they're playing until they get to retirement. And I'm like, well, what are you gonna do after that? They're like, well, I don't really know. And I'm like, what is that? Right? Like, what are you playing for then? So I, I, I strongly question uh, this idea of retirement, right? Now, the second point I wanted to bring up, which is when you find what you love to do, it won't matter who else is doing it or what anybody else is doing. You'll only care how much better you can get at what you're doing, right? So like, first we talk about retirement. Now we talk about the longevity of your game. You want to get out of the competition trap and not be so attached to the physical world or the external world. Find out what you truly love to do, and it won't matter what anybody else is doing. It will take some time. You will get some naysayers. You will get people who will question you. You will get people who will like go hard on you about it. You will get people who will say any number of things to break you from that path. That is a reflection of them and not you. They are scared because you are going off the 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 dictated path of what you should be doing and following your intuition. And it's scary as shit for them because it's, they may not have done that and they, it would cause them to have to rethink their own decisions because anybody that has gone off that path is going to tell you good for you. I'm glad you're trying to figure it out. How responsible of you, how intentional of you, how intuitive of you, 
how directional of you, how honest of you, that kind of makes you a trustworthy, well, as you build on it, it makes you a trustworthy, reliable person because you are, you are, you're not listening to the masses, you're listening to your soul. When you find out what you love to do, it won't matter who else is doing it either, by the way. So this is, you know, on the flip side of things, um, I think what also happens a lot of times is, you know, people say, well, you know, I, I want to do this thing, but like, look at all these other people who are doing it. And I, and I say, no, 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 no. You have a calling to it. And it's how you bring your interpretation into it. There's a reason something is in it for you. And we've talked about this on this podcast before, because there are other people who might be doing it that that wasn't even really their intended path. Like maybe they should be actually be doing something else and suddenly, but for some reason they're in the path that you're having a calling to. So you, you've got to be very, very, very careful because you just don't know what's happening, A, at a soul level and B, at an interpersonal level. So you do not want to fall into a competition trap. It will stall you. It won't matter what anybody else is doing because you are ingrained in your work and bringing your interpretation to the thing that is lighting you up that you love doing and want to do. And all you should really care about is how you can get better and better and better at it. I care about how I get better at writing, how I get better at designing, and how I get better at building. Because in all three areas, I'm constantly playing. I'm either writing for for the sake of being an author and a writer, and because I love expressing myself, or I'm designing, I'm bringing things to life and creating from certain places internally that feel right when I'm building, whether it's myself, businesses, the, the, the people around me, community, whatever it might be. These are three areas that I fundamentally find the most joy in. So I only care about how I can keep getting better and better and better at it. Now, the third point I want to bring up is the way you bring value to the public is by taking what you love and seeing how it can help others in what they love. You won't be in competition with anybody at that point. Seriously, first, you're starting from a foundation of doing something um, you love. And, you know, as Naval said right here, where he said, if you love to do it, be authentic and then figure out how to map that to what society actually wants. So from doing what I love, I've had thousands and thousands of people reach out online over the years asking me an array of questions in an array of different uh, spaces. And usually the top three seem to be around creativity, spirituality, and business. But it wasn't, it, that came over time. And it made sense because, oh, those areas I love to play in and I love to intersect. And so it was interesting how over time, you know, um, I kept getting asked questions in those areas that it eventually helped me to design businesses around them that also uh, resonated with my soul. So you can't rush the process either. But the way you bring value to the public is by taking what you love and seeing how it can help others and what they love. So think about it like that. Um, as you're doing what you love to do and you're still trying to find out how it can play into the bigger vision, take time to ask yourself, how might this help somebody else in some area of life that they love or that they want to that will enrich them even more or that support them on their journey or build them in their vision or whatever it is. And don't overthink it. Don't make it so it has to be like, oh, well, you know, 
if I have to save the world or uh, that it has to be, you know, motivation. It literally can be anything because it could be working with your hands, working with your mind, working with, um, you know, your words, right? Because any, any number of variables that you love to do can bring some group of people into a place of peace, whether you're solving something for them or giving them a new perspective or a new way of looking at it or ease or joy or, you know, anything, right? Overall, just peace and freedom from you showing up in your work. And then the fourth and final point I want to bring up about when you're out of the competition trap, you'll find the freedom you're looking for. When you take what you love to do as art, you'll realize the opportunities for what to do with it are limitless. And I love that he was talking about this and Naval was talking about this. He says, um, uh, did your motivation to earn money drop after you became financially independent? He said, yes and no. It did in the sense the desperation was gone because, you know, he, he came from very humble beginnings. He said, but if anything, creating businesses and making money are, are now more of an art. Whether in commerce, science, politics, history remembers the artist. Art is creativity. Art is anything done for its own sake. What are the things that are done for their own sake? And there's nothing behind them. Loving somebody, creating something, playing. To me, creating businesses is play. I create businesses because it's fun, because I'm into the product. So for him, as a business person, and he, he um, uh, Naval was a co-founder of angellist.co. Uh, an investor platform, and um, and then he's always been in you know the t the tech scene, if you will, throughout all of the um, you know last twenty plus years. Um, but it wasn't about like oh let me make a, a business solely for to you know make billions of dollars. And it's funny because he was once asked, I think it was like on a Twitter a live, you know, how does it feel to be a billionaire? And he's like, I don't know, I can't tell you, I'm not. <laughs> Even though you know he's got a lot of money. Right. And even then, he that's not why he does business for him. He always talks about how it's it's sort of like art where he likes to figure out how to um, create a solution uh, that helps people and then bring a team together to create that solution more seamlessly and efficient. And that's fun for him. And I get it. Business is fun for me. I love looking at problems and coming up with solutions and then delivering those solutions in a way that simplifies some area of your life to make things way less complicated and complex and way more efficient and ease and joyful. That, that is, that's fun for me. Now that's just one area of fun for me. So is writing, so is spirituality, so is creativity, so is designing, see? So um, all of these things, whatever it is you love to do, your creativity can come through it and that is art. And if you realize that, then you won't be just, you know, as, I, as you've heard me say before, it's like you're not just an accountant. Let's say you're a CPA. You're not just an accountant. You can take that and also be an author. And now you're, you know, like writing books around finance and life and what you and the similarities between the two. Um, or maybe you're also podcasting. Now you're a media publisher, if you will. Or maybe um, you decide that you're, by the way, you're also um, a runner and a weightlifter, you know, you're all these different things and you're taking the discipline across all of them. Art isn't everything. Creativity is everywhere. And in creativity, your opportunities are abundant and limitless. And this isn't just like some hearsay verbiage that you hear online. It's true. 
but you've got to get yourself out of the competition trap, out of the comparison trap, out of the external trap, out of the attachments trap, out of what you think others want you to be doing or what like what they want and start understanding what you want, what you love, what you would spend your life constantly improving on. You will never need to retire from that. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning into every single episode. When you're out of the competition trap, you will find the freedom you are looking for. Please leave a five-star written review on Apple. Please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Please check the show notes for all the applicable links. There's workshops in there that are free. There's the Right Design Build Workshop Masterclass. I'm going to actually be adding some really great stuff in there. Um, and, uh, there's also the recommended reading list. There's our creator community. Please join us weekly lives. Uh, we talk about a lot of stuff, uh, from mindset to creativity, to business, to spirituality and the intersection of all of it while building stuff (laughs) in real time. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Always, always, always. I appreciate you. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these, the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.